You're listening to the Rob Call Bottom Up Show, available on Pacifica Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and at opinnews.com slash podcasts. My guests are thought leaders in the world of bottom-up. We're transitioning from a top-down to a bottom-up world that is for the good. My book, The Bottom-Up Revolution, is based on interviews with hundreds of bottom-up thought leaders. Find out more at robcall.com, R-O-B-K-A-L-L.com. Welcome to the show. My guest for the show is Greg Pallas. He's the investigative reporter for The Guardian, BBC Television, Democracy Now! and Rolling Stone, who broke the story of how George Bush stole Florida in 2000 by purging thousands of innocent black voters. He's the author of four New York Times bestsellers, including The Best Democracy Money Can Buy and Billionaires and Ballot Bandits. He's also studied economics under Milton Friedman. His newest book is How Trump Stole 2020. So we're a couple of days outside after the election. What's your take on what happened? How did your predictions pan out? And what are your analysis of how Trump stole 2020 and how the Republicans did it, too? Because that's really what your book also talks about. Well, of course, how Trump stole 2020 is not a prediction. I don't have a crystal ball, but I it's a warning about what happens if we don't steal it back. Because the main trick that these guys used was the ethnic cleansing of the voter rolls in Georgia, Wisconsin, Michigan, North Carolina. That's the story of this election and our exposure. I won't take you know all the credit here or even pieces. Uh, when I exposed this, I issued a report for the ACLU of Georgia saying that 198,351 voters had been illegally removed from the voter rolls, including Martin Luther King's 92-year-old cousin. 50 years voting in the same voting station. By the way, I just got word, our campaign has had a hell of an effect. It's not just with the ACLU, but with the group getting out there and reaching out to these voters who were illegally removed in Georgia. Black voters matter. Latasha Brown, Cliff Albright, they took my list We when we found all these illegal voters and they sent out 98,000 big, colorful postcards. You've been removed from the voter rolls. Re-register. The Southern Poverty Law Center made thousands of phone calls to get people back on the voter rolls. Again, you know, this is not the Democratic Party. God forbid they should give a damn about what happens to black voters. But that's the point, is that we, it's not about electing Biden or anyone else. It's about letting voters vote. But of course, if all the voters vote, Americans aren't that stupid, or most people do the right thing most of the time, and they can't steal all the votes all the time. So the story of this election is busting the steal. And there's no question. I mean, we also did a report for Black Voters Matter on Wisconsin and blocked, successfully blocked the purge of 129,000 voters. Imagine if those 129,000 voters that they're about to illegally remove in Wisconsin had been removed from the rolls, almost every one of them, either a black or Hispanic person in Milwaukee or a student in Madison, that's almost the entire list. Well, you've been at this for t- over 20 years. It would have been a different outcome. Fighting for election integrity, fighting to get people the right to vote. It looks like this was the year when you really got listened to, and I congratulate you, it's fabulous. And it's about time. God. <laughs> well, it, it took a while, but yes. So we're, you know, I know I, I, I almost feel a bit worried about getting a little bit mainstream because the point is, is, is being an investigative reporter means by definition, being an outsider, especially in America. But I got to tell you back in ACLU, uh, 
Black Voters Matter and the rest. You know, we still have the problem with mainstream media being very reluctant to deal with these matters uh, of racial vote suppression. And after all, I mean, who do you have on places like uh, MSNBC, the people that argued for George Bush in, in the count when they stole the election for black people in Florida in 2000? If you remember, I uncovered not Chuck Todd, the head of their political section, who argued against the idea that there was such a thing as election theft. He literally mocked it as a, as a conspiracy theory. In fact, one, you know, one of the things I'm very, very worried about about this election, something bad came out of it. And here's what's really, there's a few things. Well, one, some of the racial suppression continues. I can tell you right now, uh, like I say, they removed 198,000 people illegally from the voter rolls of Florida. A lot of those people got their vote back through our massive campaign of exposing this matter. In fact, we still have a demand which could lead to another federal lawsuit. We won one already against the Secretary of State of Florida, Brad Raffensperger. His name really is Perger. And to look at our evidence, to just simply put the people back, he, you know, he wouldn't. So because of that, John Ossoff is in a runoff, and not because he wouldn't have won the majority of Georgia votes if they're allowed to vote. But again, Jim Crow had a huge impact here. It wasn't enough to save the Donald, but well, it between may, now save, and- may save Mitch McConnell. So I'm very, very worried. And I'm also, the negative thing is not only have do we have, you know, people are going to go to sleep. We saw this in 2008, Bob. Barack Obama got elected. I said that there's massive voter suppression in America. Millions of votes of people of color, young people are being blocked illegally. And everyone went to sleep. Well, and, and Obama's lying to us. By the way, you know, when I was at Rolling Stone, we, we did reach him. And he said, look, yeah, I, he knew all about the theft of the vote. But his view was, okay, they stole 5.8 million votes from me and I got 9 million more voters. Just overwhelmed the steal. And I understand that as a practical matter. They can't steal all the votes all the time. So the number one strategy, by the way, is simply overwhelm them, overwhelm the steal. But that's not comforting when you add to it the Democratic Party line, which continues, the MSDNC party line, which continues, is that there's no such thing as a rigged election in America. And that is freaking false. George Bush was not elected in 2000. He was, he was put in office by a racial electoral coup d'etat. These people are saying, I, I can't believe it. You got Steve Schmidt and Ms. Wallace saying, how dare Donald Trump try to stop the vote, stop the vote count in Pennsylvania, try to stop the vote count in, in Georgia and Arizona and Nevada. Well, let me tell you, who created that precedent? Those same people, including three of Bush's lawyers on the Supreme Court who stopped the count of the vote when Bush was ahead by 537,000 votes. They left 100, what people know about the 500 vote difference that elected Bush, but they think he actually won by a small margin. That's not true. They stopped the vote count in the face of a Florida Supreme Court ruling. It says count all the damn votes. They left 178,000 votes on the table, 178,000 votes, mostly out of Jacksonville, and Miami, Democratic cities. Bush was not elected. It was stolen by stopping the vote count. The Supreme Court reached. Could it still over. happen now? Could it? Could I mean Trump has all these Supreme Court appointees, and Clarence yeah. Thomas and Alito will do anything he asks. Could it still happen now with Joe Biden? I think likely not. But let's crack that open. Can it happen? Absolutely. The Bush v. Gore precedent is there that you can stop a vote count if you claim that there's that that's it time's up vote fraud we can't count the ballots blah blah that's what and Trump's in fact, trying to do 
And in fact, Bush has sent in a team to Pennsylvania to try to convince the Republican legislature, and they'll probably try this in Wisconsin and Michigan. Bush or Trump? As well. Excuse me. uh, Trump is, is going to try to convince legislatures to simply not certify the Biden election. Now, here's the trick. They don't have to certify that Bush, excuse me, that Trump is, why should I make a distinction? George Trump was the winner. Let's call him that. That George Trump They're not going to say George Trump was the winner in Pennsylvania. They're not going to say that he was the winner in Georgia. But they could well say that there's too much fraud, too much confusion. And so we're not going to certify anyone. Now, understand, Trump won't get 270 votes in the Electoral College that way. But neither will Biden, in which case it goes to the House. And there's at least 26 delegations that are Republican controlled. It's one state, one vote, and they win. So all they have to do is convince one state legislature, maybe they might have to convince two, to say, oh, there's all this mail-in fraud. There's too much confusion. We can't count. We don't know about these ballots. You know, you heard Donnie Jr. The ballots came from Mars, the mail-in ballots. Sorry, Donnie, they don't actually sell stamps on Mars, so I doubt if they came from Mars. But they can convince the legislatures to not certify and, the and vote. in Pennsylvania, there was already a big dispute that went twice to the Pennsylvania Supreme Court and then the U.S. Supreme Court over these some of these decisions. So it, well, the Supreme Court, by the way, regarding Pennsylvania, if it just came down to Pennsylvania, I don't think it will. I think that Biden's going to, in the end, have a very comfortable margin. He's going to have Georgia. He's going to have Pennsylvania, Nevada, Arizona, Michigan, Wisconsin. It's over. Okay. And the court, you know, they're political. They're political animals. We're having this conversation Friday afternoon, by the way, because Friday afternoon. And, you know, I, you know, like I say, there's still a a chance that, that Trump can convince legislatures not to certify the vote. Remember, under Article Two of the Constitution, and I want people, if you want more information on this, at gregpalace.com, there's a four-minute explanation of how three ways that Trump could still win the presidency with me and Tom Hartman. And one of them is what exact what Trump is doing. We said he would try what's called an Article Two gambit. Now, Article Two of the Constitution says that the state legislatures pick your electors. Now, I bet you thought, we all know we don't actually vote for president. We vote for electors. No, you don't even vote for electors. Your vote is purely advisory. America does not have a democracy. We give advice to each state legislature, and the legislatures then determine which electors go to the electoral college. Electors are not bound to anyone ever for any reason, okay? And the Supreme Court never changed that. What the Supreme Court said is that a state can punish an elector who goes, who defies the legis, not the voters will, but the legislatures will. And therefore, for example, like in Oregon, the case was can an elector, if they vote, they don't vote for the winner in the state or the choice of the legislature, it's again, the choice of the legislature, not the voters. If an elector defies the legislature, they can be fined. They can even be imprisoned because that's up to the state, but they can't be directed who to vote for. They can be punished for, for not Wait, one more question. The legislature one wants, more but they, question. Can't, they can't be stopped because the whole point of the electoral college, according to uh, Madison, was that they have to be able to change, to take a look at the presidential candidates and say, that guy just isn't qualified. I'm not voting for him. That was one of the uh, supposed ideas for this crazy relic we this call the U.S. Constitution. By the way, when I the Constitution? This is a top-down idea that they're smarter than the people. That's right. So we need smart guys. There has to be really smart guys because the people can be stupid. And the people can be stupid, but I think the electors can be stupider. Now, my experience of, of being involved in politics is the people are smarter and 
the people who are in politics are arrogant and think they're smarter and they're wrong. Now, one last question, and then we got to wrap. There's a runoff for two spots for the Senate in Georgia, and they stole almost 200,000 seats or they disenfranchised them. Can that be fixed between now and January when they hold that election? Absolutely. First of all, the lawyers for the uh, for the Palest Investigative Fund have filed a notice. There's 90 days that, uh, you know, it's tough because they have time to do this. We have filed a formal notice of a federal lawsuit with the secretary of state. If they don't sit down and put these people back on, we want it. We say we're offering them the names and addresses of every voter that they've wrongly removed, including Martin Luther King's cousin, including Ashley Jones, a Latina who showed up with her kids to vote and was thrown out. I was there. I have these people on film. So we do have a telling the secretary of state, he's got to put these people back, or at least what he's got to do is look at our evidence. I'm not even telling him he's got to do what we want. I'm saying, look at our evidence. You must, it's the law requires it. You've You've used a wrong, illegal method for removing voters. You're dead wrong. He claimed these people moved when they haven't. So now I will say, through a massive exposure of this con, a lot of those tens of thousands of those people have now been re-registered. Black Voters Matter sent out 98,000 postcards. Southern Poverty Law Center made thousands of calls. We have publicized that the ACLU put out the word of our, our investigation. Well, let's hope that it continues to make it better and, and by January totally eliminates the problem. Got to wrap. My guest for this part of the show has been Greg Palace. He's an investigative reporter who's been with The Guardian, BBC, Democracy Now! and Rolling Stone. His website is gregpalace.com and his book is How Trump Stole 2020. And I think this also applies to stealing the winning of the Senate and the loss of a big chunk. Oh, of oh you, you bet. And uh, today you can uh, go to, the, to gregpals.com and download How Trump Stole 2020. Now to prevent it, the steal, at, you can get the audiobook, the comic book, and the ebook all for free this week. Thank <laughs> Our you. donation to democracy. You're, you're a hero. And you know, it might have been you and your work that really helped us help the world flush Trump down the toilet. Well, I just want people to vote. That I'm serious, Bob. I'm really nonpartisan. But if, if people vote, it doesn't turn out too bad, does it? No, that's right. Okay. Thanks again. It's great to have you back. You're listening to the Rob Call Bottom Up Show, available on Pacifica Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and at opinnews.com slash podcasts. My guests are thought leaders in the world of bottom-up. We're transitioning from a top-down to a bottom-up world that is for the good. My book, The Bottom-Up Revolution, is based on interviews with hundreds of bottom-up thought leaders. Find out more at robcall.com, R-O-B-K-A-L-L.com.